When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All hail pitch clock. All kneel before the awesome presence of Pitch Clock. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pitch Clock. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into, oh, football and hockey and all those other sports that don't have Pitch Clock. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. My friends, my friends. Two hours and 13 minutes. Oh, I could tell you that the Pirates beat the Blue Jays 7-2 to two at Lee Comp Park in Bradenton, Florida. And I could even get into Carlos Santana hitting a home run. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon coming back from being hit on the hand with a pitch. Uh, any number of other things. I don't care right now. I am all about pitch clock the entire time. I was in Bradenton just now, or wherever it was that we went, Clearwater, Sarasota. Everything, to me, was about pitch clock. I can't take my eyes off the clock. I can't take my eyes off the game. It's beautiful. This is what baseball not only is supposed to be like, but it's what it was like. When I hear from these people who are complaining about this, Uh, This is just not right. You're not giving them enough time to think. Maybe adjust it a second or two in this direction. Why does the hitter have to be set for the pitcher with eight seconds? Why not make it 6.5 and all this other crap? Listen, listen. This is working because the games are moving like this. I had somebody who's uh, a cynic about this. Send me a note yesterday that said, what's the hurry? What's the hurry? It's not that there's a hurry. It's that the sport went completely off the rails in this regard. If you're trying to paint three and a half or four hour baseball as the default mode, then you're out of touch with what the reality was about this game for a century and change. This is the way baseball was. Baseball came with pace. Baseball was about pace. Baseball, for that matter, was about bases, meaning hitters. 
getting onto base and then trying to steal a base or take an extra base. It was about bases. It wasn't about avoiding bases, which is what home runs are. That came later. It certainly wasn't about strikeouts or walks, and for that matter, as someone who freely acknowledges, sometimes aggressively acknowledges that batting average doesn't matter anymore, batting average used to matter. And I'm not so sure that the game is better without hitters striving for a good batting average. We would see times last summer where the Pirates had, I don't know, guys on second and third, okay? Second and third. And Daniel Vogelback would come up, and whoever was behind Vogelback, whoever was in the on-deck circle, was awful. Couldn't, couldn't get a hit to save their lives. That's a situation in which you know as a hitter you need to put the ball in play. And Vogelback would go up there and work his 11-pitch walk. And the new thinking to that is, well, that's just fine. That's great. What do you want him to do? Swing out of the zone? Yes! Yes! Get a hit! Because if he doesn't get a hit, the guy after him won't, and the inning's over. It's not all that complicated. You're not just passing the buck to the next guy. Look, I will learn and appreciate, even applaud, advanced analytics and what they've done for the game. It's not all evil the way some make it out to be. But I'll also look at the sport just in the most casual manner, meaning just someone who's sitting back watching the game. And I can't begin to fathom how anybody does. I can't begin to fathom how anybody, without getting paid, sits through three and a half, four hours of this stuff of watching guys just stepping in and out of the box and playing with the Velcro straps or walking back and forth off the mound and flipping the rosin bag once and then flipping it again and then doing it another time. That doesn't add anything to the sport. And please don't tell me they're exercising their cerebral rights to figure out what the next pitch is. That's never been easier. You've got pitch calm now. You don't even have to go through the signs. You know, everything just goes like that magic from the dugout to the catcher to the pitcher. You don't need to rotate signs. You don't need to disguise signs. You don't need to do anything. Somebody tells you what the pitch is and you pitch it. There's nothing to ruminate out there. There's no, there's no Socrates happening on the mound. The game yesterday in Bradenton was the Pirates' 11th of the spring. All 11 have been under three hours, most of them way, way under three hours, as in closer to two hours than to three. The three that I covered over the weekend down there, and yes, I memorized these, were in order 217, 226, and 218. God bless America. That's baseball. There's no screwing around. They just get in the box. The hitter gets in the box and looks out at the pitcher waiting for the pitch. The pitcher gets the ball back from the catcher and does his thing. That's all that's supposed to be happening. Everything else is extraneous. And it got to the point where it was just grotesque. I don't care who's complaining about it. I don't care who it's happening to. I don't care what the situations are. Rich Hill was complaining about it. I was there for that. It was in Clearwater. He was talking about he wishes there was an extra five seconds. He wishes that because of something, 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 the safety of the players. How that translated to safety of the players, I have no idea. How an extra five seconds adds to anyone's safety 
wasn't explained. Because it really can't be. I don't care about the situation. I don't care if it causes the final out of an inning. I covered one of those. I don't care if it causes the end of a game. And we've already seen a couple of those in spring training, not related to the Pirates, but to other teams. Who cares? Figure it out. These games mean nothing. And you know what? If you end up costing your team a game in the regular season because you couldn't be set with eight seconds left in the batter's box, that's on you. That's on you. Not on the change and not not in any way on Almighty Pitch Clock. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who says... I've been reading for a while now that Quinn Priester's stock has fallen and his upside is now a middle-of-the-pack starter or lower. You know what, Mike? I am I feel preemptively guilty with what I'm about to say because there can't be anything lousier than having any kind of analysis, good or bad, based on watching someone pitch a couple innings, okay? So please accept everything I'm about to say within that bubble right there, within that context. But I watched Priester pitch the other day in Sarasota, and unlike most of my game time work, I stopped everything else I was doing. In fact, I missed uh, Vince Velasquez's access period down in the locker room so that I could stay up in the Ed Smith Stadium press box and watch Priester. I, in fact, I was the only reporter who stayed up there. I just didn't really need Velasquez. So I'm sitting there just totally intent, just watching this kid, uh, tracking the analytics that are now even available in spring training, you know, all that stuff, spin rate, whatever else. And there was nothing there. There was nothing there. If he hadn't had his name... On his back, if he hadn't had the pedigree that had been there before, he's just a guy. He's just a guy in a middle spring inning that the scouts wouldn't even bother scouting. Uh, he wasn't throwing hard. He relied way too much, almost to an amateur extent, on his curveball. He went back-to-back curves between a hitter that he just retired and the next guy who was up who was standing there in the on-deck circle for Baltimore, timing and watching this very pitch. By the way, from the same side of the plate, they're both lefties. Well, he clobbered his for a double down the line. And, you know, this goes back to what I was saying yesterday. Is You want to see these prospects do something. You, you don't want it to all just be what's written in their Baseball America bios or whether they moved up 
four slots, six slots in the rankings. And you can say whatever you want about spring training not being important from an outcome standpoint, because it isn't. But you do want to see individual players both compete and progress. And for these kids, unlike, you know, Rich Hill or Andrew McCutcheon or Carlos Santana, these results matter a lot. Because in some cases, not all of them, you're going to be facing big league batters in a big league setting. Again, not referring to the stadium or whatever, but the you know it's it's a big league atmosphere, meaning the big league manager is watching. You have big league teammates behind you and in the dugout, and you have big league opponent there that you're facing, and you probably got a better chance of remembering that inning that you pitch in spring ball than you are in any other inning that you pitch in the minors all year long. And that's that's what he had. So does it mean that he's washed up or done? No, that'd be in- insultingly stupid. Does it mean that maybe we caught him on a bad day or he had something that was bugging him a little bit or just woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Maybe, sure, whatever. That's That's the danger of small sample sizes. But when you're bringing up a subject like that with me, my brain is going to go to what my eyeballs witnessed. And that was what my eyeballs witnessed. I'm not going to pile on this kid over it. I'm not going to keep bringing it up all year long. I hope he does great. I hope it was a total outlier, an anomaly, a freak. But, you know, show us that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.